All right, we're now recording. We're live. Welcome to episode 13 of the Call the Man podcast. And this time we're definitely earlier than normal. That is because Revere was freer earlier, and the earlier he is free, uh, the better light I have because I get to be out here on my balcony. But it also meant I didn't get to finish my dinner because I got the time wrong. So I try not to be cranky. I actually made a really good dinner. I uh, have a bunch of this, um, it's uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like beef or whatever, stew meat. And I cut it up into little chunks. And I, I'm making a stew or whatever, potatoes and onions and stuff for dinners and whatever. But sorry, you can't join me. Uh, it's 99 degrees uh, where Revere's at. So it's a little, little too freaking warm to be uh, outside and smoking. So partaking of the joys of life from inside um anyway so i took uh and uh, i was going to share you the recipe last night if you were able to play but all right so there's this meat beef meat right or whatever then what you do is you put some oil on a pan if you've got bacon grease use a little bacon grease put it in there and then you put it on like you know medium low heat or whatever and you put some chop up like half an onion quarter onion however much throw it in there Get it like cook it for like just a minute or two, just enough to get it going, get some juices going. And then you put the meat in and then you add your salt and like whatever, you know, other seasoning you have and whatever. You cook Mm -hmm. it up until it's basically cooked. Dude, it's so good. And it's so easy. And so the full meal, like this is not what I made tonight because it doesn't really work. But the full meal is if you have ground beef. So you cook two to three pieces of bacon, right? In the pan. Mm -hmm. Take the bacon out. Then you take like a pound of ground beef, put the ground beef in. Add your, uh, well, no, no. Then you throw your onions in. Then cook it for a minute or so. Then you throw your ground beef in. Cook it all together with your spices, you know, uh, salts. And I use some of that Everglades seasoning stuff um, that I've made uh, hamburgers with and whatever, I think, before when you've been here, potentially. Uh, Anyway, and so cook it up. And then what you do is you take a piece of bread or two, depending on how hungry you are. Lay it down. Butter it real good. Put the meat on it. Put the bacon on top, and then you put like cheddar cheese on top and melt it onto it. Um, if it's hot enough, you don't have to. Otherwise, if it's depending on how shredded it is, otherwise you can throw it in the microwave or something. Dude, it is so good. You don't need any like ketchup, mustard, whatever. You don't need anything. It's juicy. It's full of like good fats and protein and cheese, bacon. It's so good, and it goes a long way. So there's my recipe wow. uh, for the week. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it goes goes hard. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, if you're living by yourself or whatever, you want a good meal. It's super fast and easy, right? It doesn't take very long, and it's very tasty. And just a general life tip: um, pull your uh, meat out so that it's like room temperature or whatever before you try and cook it. It'll cook a little bit better and more evenly and whatnot than if it's like you know out of the fridge or half frozen or something crazy it doesn't really matter too much with ground beef but it also just helps it cook faster if you're uh, you know, trying to make something for lunch or whatever but yeah it's delicious and like it's enough that you can make it you know last for an extra meal because there's plenty of stuff in there so hmm. yeah you'll definitely have to send that over I'm always down for a good recipe so. 
Yeah, now you've got the podcast. You can just listen to the podcast. All the recipe live. Yeah. Uh, any luck looking at cars? So last week, we were, I think the last, you know, the, this is the saga of the podcast, but last week you uh, you still had the sound in your car. They weren't sure if they could find it, blah, blah, blah. They ended up giving you an option of a trade-in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you decided to go with the trade-in, so you've been looking at cars, trying to see if you could find a, find a new one. Yeah, so I did find something, did the paperwork today, um, and hopefully it'll be ready Friday because it's it literally got, they literally finished the paperwork with the owners that sold it to them yesterday, so it just yeah. came on the lot. So what um, is it? It's a Honda Civic. It's, I think it is an EXL uh hatchback so it's like it's a two-door coupe um it's got five seats um but yep. it uh it looks pretty nice so oh, i've seen them what color yeah. is it black nice and what's the interior is it leather or is it cloth it's cloth yeah it's a two-tone uh cloth uh it's got forty thousand miles on it so it's uh pretty pretty decent yeah. in that regard um yeah a honda yeah. civic is one of the most solid cars you can get so yeah yeah That's awesome. so should be, should why, be uh, do you know why the owners were trading it in yeah he wanted a truck don't we all <laughs> yeah um okay cool well that's awesome man yeah yeah i'm glad i found something so. makes sense why you were at the dealer all day today <laughs> yeah <laughs> it always takes forever if you're gonna Dude, I bring a battery pack, my charged headphones, my phone. I'll download, you know, I'll have my movies, YouTube, whatever it is, ready to go. Cause I'm going to sit there until they give me a good deal. Cause I, you know, I usually lease right now. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then they walk away for 30 minutes. I don't see them. Nothing happens. And then they come back. Okay. Well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I just, you have to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's super awesome. Yeah. And uh, how was Frisbee last Tuesday? It was good, yeah. We uh, we had a good game. We won. Uh, this is your second league game? Yeah, last week would have been our first league game, so today is our we – have, we, oh, today no, we play – Yeah, last week was your first. Okay. Yeah, today we play two. Um, it's going to be over 100 degrees, so that's going to be fun. Better, uh, better hit your passes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we're also playing the team that that beat us in practice a couple weeks ago. So, okay, are they your first game or your second game? First game. Okay. Yeah, I can go either way. Got it. Okay. Well, you'll be fine. You guys will win. I have faith. Yeah. Uh, I missed be. you last night at Call of Duty, man. We had fun. It actually, we were like laughing, actually enjoying hanging out for once on Call of Duty. So. <laughs> Maybe that was the key is for me not to be there. I wish I could have been, but I was at the dealership. So yeah. Yep. Next time. Yeah. It worked out. They're still on like a hundred ping, but obviously it's still like a way smoother connection. And they're on Wi-Fi because mm -hmm. the you know they they can't run a bunch of cords down the hallway right now. So I feel like uh, they have to that makes that sense. Out. Hmm. We will see. Uh all right. Well, uh, did you listen to any good or interesting consume any good or interesting content of any sort? 
No, I don't think I consumed anything of note. Not this week. Have you seen the movie Wrath of Man? Yes. What do you think? I've actually seen it twice. Um, I like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked seeing Jason Statham in, in a more serious role. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I love the opening credits, which that's Guy Ritchie's opening credits are always pretty cool. So, I mean, that's not a reason to like a movie, but I just think they were unique and well done. And I enjoy that artistic aspect. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's an interesting movie. I mean, obviously there are some problems with it just like plot wise. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I liked the darker theme. I enjoyed the soundtrack. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting, it was an interesting movie because the protagonist isn't really a protagonist. He's technically a bad guy. He just, well, I don't know if he's actually a bad guy or if he's kind of actually just like an inside, like he works with the government to go after mm-hmm. the other bad people. Like they, like it, it it's a, uh, it's like accepted bad guy ness almost. It's yeah, like off maybe. the record stuff. That's the vibe I got. I just watched it this uh, two days ago or something like this weekend. Okay. Did you just come across it or what motivated you to watch it? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was on my to watch list from who knows when, from who knows what. But I thought that it's like IMDb gave it like a 7.1 or something like that. I thought like a 7 out of 10 is actually a pretty fair rating. Mm-hmm. I think for I me, it was, I was disappointed though because I feel like it had the, the guts uh, and the structure to actually be like a, john wick the gentleman sort of vibe mm-hmm. um, and so i was really disappointed that they didn't achieve that because i totally think it could have been an easy 8.5 9 out of 10 if they just cleaned some stuff up made it a little bit less cheesy here and there and like just tightened up the execution so yeah that was kind of too bad because you know it's like, come on i want more good content um but but that's okay i still enjoyed it I definitely like probably one of my favorite scenes is, I mean, I like all the scenes where they're like talking to the boss <laughs> um, and, uh, and I like the vibe of that, right. It's kind of your classic, the gentleman vibes and the continental from John Wick sort of vibe. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, one of my like normal, I thought great scenes is when they like break the trafficking ring mm-hmm. and they just shoot him. I was like, yes. Screw yeah that was a great people. scene i was so happy with that um that made me yeah it made me so excited I was like, yes um <laughs> that was one of the scenes that i thought what when i remember at least from watching it it was sort of like because i took it from that he was technically still a villain because he does run the ring that robs the um spoilers but um, yeah right yeah yeah so so i took from that that yeah he is he is a criminal and so i took that his criminality was sort of justified by the fact that he punishes crimes that would be considered worse than the ones that he commits yeah so to me that was a that was part of the premise of the movie i felt like his actions were justified because they were like even though he's a bad guy, look at the worst bad guys that he's killing, right? Oh, yeah. I, that's exactly how he took it, which I mean, it's like, 
I mean, it still shows that he has somewhat of a moral compass. Be, yeah, but... bad guy starts to be relative. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't mean to paint him as like a, a good guy. But, I mean, John Wick's not a good guy either, right? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he got to be John Wick by murdering dozens and dozens and dozens of people. So, bad, bad guys, though. They're all bad. As long as you're cool, I'm fine with it. And they were both cool. So, um, no. Uh, yeah. You know? Sometimes the good guys have to do bad things to make the bad guys pay, which is a quote from Suits. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so one of the things that it made me think of is it made me think of like what sort of vibe, attitude, character I want to go for in my own life because, I mean, those are the things I sort of like, right? But what am I doing? I'm wearing like a t-shirt and gym shorts or whatever while I'm watching. It's like, oh, but like what I really want to do is I really want to be, you know, cool suits, wooden everything, you mm-hmm. know, badass vibes sort of thing. And I wonder, I was, I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts about it, but do you ever think of, you know, like, I know we consider our conduct and characterization of our conduct from a faith standpoint, from a general um, hopefully noble, kind, um, chivalrous sort of standpoint, right? But I don't know that we, at least, I mean, I thought about it before, but I don't know that I've ever settled on, okay, this is the, this is the character that I am. Am I the sort of guy that wears shorts and a t-shirt? Am I sort of the guy that, you know, loves wearing suits and you know, loves looking good or whatever, you know, you find that as. Am I the sort of guy that, you know, likes my cowboy hat and whatever else? Do you have any thoughts on that for yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've thought about it a lot. And it makes me think of the gentleman who Guy Ritchie actually directed Wrath of Man and he directed The Gentleman. So that's the same director. Oh, okay. I, I rewatched a bunch of The Gentleman yesterday because I was trying to look for some quotes and stuff because I was – or Sunday yeah. afternoon or evening because I was working on a project anyway. Yeah. So I, I've, anyway, I've seen quite a few of his movies and I tend to enjoy them. Um, but that's a side note. But there's a quote. I'm trying to remember his name. The, um, the American that Matthew McConaughey is dealing with is trying to sell his business to. I don't remember oh, his name. I don't remember his name either, but yeah, he's like, but the anyway, there's a quote in there about, about his, his attire and i wish i could remember it exactly off the top of my head um but basically he says that what you wear there's a the idea behind it is there's a purpose to how you present yourself in your physical presence and what you wear and there's a season for every i think he says there's a season for every outfit and then, and like an outfit for every outcome, or something like that. And then something, yeah, I, I something watched similar, that something, yeah. something similar to that. But he says strategy, like a season for every strategy, or something, or strategy for yeah. every season. Yeah, 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 that's that's part of it. So anyway, so he kind of couples the two, um, even though they're they're not inherently connected. So yeah, I definitely thought about it, and I I I don't I want to cultivate a personal aesthetic, and that's something that I just. I'm not going to invest in that right now because I have more important things to invest in that I need to to build up my just personal wealth before before I do that. So 
it's something that I'm planning for in the future, but you know, I'm going to wear my tennis shoes until they're falling apart. Um, I don't really buy clothes ever. Um, so I'm not going to go out and buy a suit. I'll rent one. But when I reach a point where I can afford to invest in that element of who I'm becoming and who I want to, to present myself as, then yes, absolutely. I want to cultivate that. And I think having a personal aesthetic is important. Um, and I think presenting yourself in a, in a certain way is valuable. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat where it's, you know, I mean, I have a few suits and whatever, but I'm not going to wear them when it's hundred degrees and humidity outside or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so which is what goes to the, you know, an attire for every season, which it's not like this attire is particularly attractive. Or anything, but, um, but to your point, it still works. Like I'm not going to go spend money to fix it. You know, even if I could right now, I'm still job hunting. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah. And I agree about, I think it can be, you don't have to invest in like how you look or like do it intentionally. It's okay. Just to like, I eh, just wear this, like whatever. That's totally fine. Yeah, no, it's completely um, personal, I think. Exactly. I mean, I, unless you're dressing like a total slob. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a there's a balance between, you know, just not, you know, not being a personal, uh, of personal interest to you and the way that you're carrying yourself affecting the relationships around you, the interactions around you in a negative or poor manner. Yeah. So definitely a, a qualitative difference there. But still um it can be very fun to think like all right this is the this is my persona this is my you know characterization of myself that i want to express and that i personally enjoy and take pride in and, and that can be like a fun thing which is not like there's obviously it's, you know i feel like the most common expression of that is girls right they're always wearing 100 different outfits and whatever you know um, so i feel like it's very different for guys but there's still an element where it can be relevant and fun for guys so Uh, all right. Speaking of uh, net worth and business and investing and growing, all of that, it's official. We're going to work together on Chosen Candle. I'm going to seed majority equity to you. You're going to be my boss. <laughs> um, so I'm curious what, um, obviously, you've thought about this for you know several days or however many week plus or whatever relative to our conversation and I know you contemplated it longer than that. But what uh what all went into you saying yes versus saying no? Well I see the opportunity that the business has and I believe that it is worth my time and investment. And I don't, uh, I don't think that it is going to, I, I think that it will take work, obviously, and dedication and commitment. And I think that the outcome will be worth said work, dedication and commitment. Uh, so I see it as an opportunity for me to invest my time more productively to learn new skills and 
I like the idea of being a part of a business and running one. Um, and I think that fast tracking its growth in a short period of time is uh, very possible implementing the right strategy and putting the, uh, the uh, right amount of, uh, of work in. So. Do you feel like you have a outside of, you know, what I've discussed or mentioned or brought up or outlined or whatever, you feel like you have a sense of strategy of what you want to do and how you want to do it? I have certain ideas that I want to, you know, pursue and employ. And I mean, I want to use the platforms, the social media platforms that I have access to just simply through um, our family. Um, so mom and dad's platform, their podcast, uh, I'll start there. Uh, and then there is a networking opportunity there beyond them simply because of their connections in publishing, uh, online, writers, et cetera, bloggers, et cetera. Uh, and then I want to, so far, and then I also want to use your, well, I guess now our social media manager, is that her title? I don't remember her name. Yeah, social media manager, Jean-Marie. She's amazing. Jean-Marie, yeah. I want to um, work with her on getting access to influencers on TikTok and Instagram because that's a that is definitely something that's worth investing in and I've just seen that with my own experience from the company I work for now um, so those are some of the strategies that I've thought about that are not going to be super difficult to implement and ones that I can pursue immediately um, and then I'd like the idea of outsourcing the production and having that taken care of um, and then figuring out how to generate leads. Um, I know Cambria can do some work for me um, as well. But she's our sister. She's another social media um, contractor, Ooh, basically. Nerd. Yes, a nerd. So, <laughs> so too bad she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll use this for one of our. Uh, I'll clip it and we'll use it for our, you know, social yeah. media marketing. <laughs> podcast <laughs> so that's what i've come up with so far in the short amount of time that i've had to discuss with other people and think about it yeah totally. cool cool yeah well i'm excited obviously jean marie's excited too and and yeah there's definitely a tick talk mr wick component to it in a good way so yeah um uh it'll be fun yeah. and yeah if you guys want to follow that journey check us out on instagram or uh, well we're not on tiktok yet but we're going to get on there so mostly instagram and then our website is chosencandle.com so yeah yeah we'll, we'll dive into some of the background details in a in actual meeting about it but but I figured we'd bring it up and mention it as a project we're working on. Maybe we can work on updates as we uh, progress. So the next step is us having a meeting to kind of walk through, all right, here's all the login information for everything. Here's what do we want to do with this inventory? Um, what are the immediate next steps? You know, blah, blah, blah. So 
start assigning some responsibilities and all that jazz. So, um, cool, man. Well, I started a thing. Well, yeah, I started a thing. And so I'm going to, I want, one of the things I've always wanted to do is a, uh, is do a newsletter because I come across so many different things that I think are interesting. And I would love just sharing with people that also might think it's interesting. A, B, I also want to do it in a format that requires me to write a bit more because I don't really write anymore compared to, you know, when I was in college or getting a master's and it's such an important skill set, and it's one that's just very rusty uh, for me. Not that it doesn't come back when I get going, but still. Uh, so I want to work on that and I want to make it a, a part of my life routine. So I'm going to, I've started this newsletter. The first one's going to go out Friday. Plan is to do it on Fridays because I like it getting emails on Fridays. Uh, I might bump it to Thursdays depending on open rates or whatever, but that's kind of the plan. And I, I think what I want to call it is, which I already did it and I made some artwork for it, but um, instead of like intellectual recognizance, which is of course a, a hail to the gentleman, I think what I'm going to call it is the Intel Syndicate. Because I think it's kind of a cool name. It is a cool name. Uh, and I almost went with Intel Signet, uh, Syndicate, but I was like, no, 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 it's like the Intel Syndicate. Um, and so, and I did, like, I was researching, you know, what is the definition of syndicate? What is the etymology of syndicate to make sure I had it? And do I use Intel or intelligence? And at one point I was going to use um, the, the intellect syndicate. I was like, intellect syndicate is actually a, like a wrong combination of those words relative to definitions. So I went with Intel Syndicate. That's what I'm going to do. And I think the artwork's kind of cool. I mean, I just found a picture online that I was allowed to use for free. And then I added, you know, the, the name all around it. And I did like a cool like little visualization on it. I mean, I think it's cool. It sucks butt compared to somebody who's actually created it fine, but it works for now. <laughs> nice. So there'll be like a section. One section will be random from the week. One will be consideration of the week. One section will be you know, highlight from a podcast of the week uh, and or highlight content of the week or something like that. And so I'll have like four or five sections um, for, for each newsletter. So that's the plan. And I'm going to use Substack to do it. So $20 a month. Nice. That's cool. It's exciting. So we'll see what it goes. And then I've got a, and I'm dialed in with a couple different business groups and whatnot. So I'll be able to, uh, to ask them to sign up. So I'll get some subs and then they'll be able to kind of give me some creative feedback on, Hey, this looks good. This looks bad. What if you change this? And it'll be, uh, it'll be really helpful for that. Um, nice. there's some really cool people in the group. So that's yeah. awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, it's my, uh, baby project. Um, okay. So topics for the week none of that was repaired that was just off the cuff because we're cool like that ah let me make sure i don't copy from okay so one of the things that i've been considering and wondering about for i mean years but is the general area of how and when to speak up online because i'm the sort of person as i'm self-reflective intellectually inclined. I have a lot of thoughts. I think about a lot of things. 
And I would very much like to express those things, but I'm always scared to express them because I don't really want to get in an argument with anyone. I'm not actually trying to say, yeah, this is my flag in the sand. Just because I thought about this thing or I have deep thought about this thing doesn't mean that it defines who I am, which is obviously what happens when you start talking to people on the internet. They pick one thing and boom, that's who you are. And I, as an, you know, and someone with an intelligence background, et cetera, I also hate saying, yeah, this is who I am. Come figure me out. I like being the sort of person that figures other people out <laughs> and uh, kind of maintain my own uh, thoughts and existence in uh, not the shadows, but maybe in more quiet solitude of the dark. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, but recently, we, uh, there was a discussion in one of the groups I'm in talking about there's an individual who goes, has an anonymous, uh, like a, he's pseudonymous. So he has a name or an entity associated with his name. And that's what he goes by on like Twitter and whatever. So people mm -hmm. don't know his real name, but it's not like a X234, you know, it's, you know, yeah, it's an actual title. And then he has a business brand. And so he's been trying to grow this business brand, but he's been doing it from his main account. And his main account is people follow him because they like this pseudonymous characterization that he's uh, engendered on Twitter and whatever. But what he's trying to drive them to this separate brand is not really associated with that, with, with his personal brand. So there's the business brand, the personal brand. And I think this is the advice I was giving him was I think he needs to separate that because the people who follow his personal brand are not there because they care about the content of the business brand. They're there because they care about the content of the personal brand. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, but he's like, Hey, why can't I be the guy who I was like, you know, for instance, on the online world doesn't care about the guy who they care about the guy who does one or two things. Right. But they don't really know how to interact with the guy who I'm a mountain man. I'm a, uh, an agency owner. I'm a mountain climber and I do yoga and I take pictures of the outdoors because it's awesome. Right. People, yeah, uh, people don't know how to interact with that. They can only pick one or two things because understanding that sort of person requires a human interaction. At least I think so. It requires um, direct communication, and so it's hard for someone who's like, oh, "I really love the mountain man vibe." Yeah, to say, "I, you know, and I care about your agency business because why?" You know, um, mm -hmm. and so that's been one of the things I've struggled with because do I want to be the person who communicates this way? Do you want to be the person who communicates that way? And the general decision that I have made, not to say that it hasn't and or won't change, is I'm the guy who I'm, I'll probably never get to 100,000 followers because I'm not going to be the, this guy. I'm going to be Britain who might tweet about a joke. He might tweet about, you know, I try and stay away from politics, but it might pop in there, right? He might tweet about a business thing. He might tweet about a song thing. You don't know because it's just me being me. Um, and you know, I'm not going to get big from, from doing that. Now that's not to say over time it won't grow. Hopefully as you know, various entities and connections grow, but still, um, and you're somebody who, you know, hasn't really done any, like, you know, created on online, you don't have any social media or whatever, don't have much social media, et cetera. Um, what drove that decision for you? And have you thought about if you get on either crafting an identity or, you know, going pseudonymous or, you know, whatever route and or 
um, whether or not you would even be tempted to, you know, want to put your voice out there, on whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, no, I've thought about it a lot. I mean, the reason that I don't have social media is because I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust myself to put something out there that I won't regret. And once it's out there, then it's out there forever. Um, and I see most of the, uh, I think a lot of content is out there for, uh, um, I don't know. I just, I didn't see any sort of, there wasn't any reason for me to be on social media. I don't, I didn't see any sort of productive value that I was going to provide. Um, so, and I saw a lot of the content is cliche and foolish um, and unintelligent. And I didn't want to be contributing to that. Um, and I didn't want to be a part of that in any way. So I kind of wanted to remove myself from that culture um, because I don't like it. Um, a lot of it's fake and so I didn't like that aspect of it. So that's why I initially just didn't have social media and I thought it would be a waste of my time, which isn't to say that I didn't waste my time in other ways. It's just, I chose not to waste my time in that specific way. Um, I still waste my time. Um, so it's not to say that it's, and it's not necessarily a complete waste of time. There are plenty of useful uses for it. There's plenty of good that comes out of it, depending on what it is, et cetera. So that was my, that was my initial thought behind just not having it at all together. Um, and that sort of stemmed from just like a over, an overall hit, an, an overall just dislike and cynical um, distaste for the culture of social media and that it has. Um, have I considered getting social media and crafting the personality? Absolutely. I thought about a lot of times, I like politics, I like, I mean, I have strong opinions. I'm not afraid to voice those opinions, um, um, whether it's, and it could be anything. It could be relative to politics. It could be movie reviews. It could be music reviews. It could just be reactions in general. Um, so it could be all of that. And I thought, I've thought in the past that it would be fun to create an online personality where I was able to share my thoughts and opinions about all of that and about our culture. Um, and about some of the things that go on in our culture. Um, and I think that <laughs> I would probably get banned <laughs> from uh, most of the platforms, um, first of all, which that's not a reason that I wouldn't do it. That's just um, why I invest time into something that's going to um, treat you that way, right? And then the other reason that I haven't is because I don't know how I feel about generating a following um, from, I just think it would be too easy. I don't know. Part of me thinks it would be too easy to, to do that sort of content. Um, and so I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't wanna, I don't want it to be something that's just, that I don't want it to be something that's easy. I want the content to be a little bit more, um, productive and fruitful maybe um, without just 
generating any sort of following because of some noise uh, yeah yeah which isn't to say that the thoughts and opinions that i would consider sharing or having uh doesn't mean that they aren't a part of me and that i don't hold them and that i'm not afraid to share them it just means that i don't know if that's the sort of impact that i want to have via that yeah well i mean context is everything in a lot of ways and so just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you need to express it yeah. to everyone and their mother because everyone and their mother are going to have different contexts in which they receive it etc so mm-hmm. i think for it well just in general i think good rules of thumb are relative to going on social media is i think you have to go on with a purpose my purpose is like for my Instagram, it's to share some personal moments so that if people want to have a slightly deeper sense of a little bit behind the scenes, they can have that deeper sense, right? I want to write substantive caption. I want the picture to be meaningful, at least to me. And if people want to see that and have it click for them because they're trying to get to know me a little bit more personally, then, hey, you have, an, you have access to that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's limited. I don't post all the time or anything like that, but, um, but that's what that's for. And then, and the people I follow, well, I'll get to that. And then on Twitter, my purpose in content there is to be an active um, engager in the subjects and with the accounts that I think are interesting and or uh, potentially impactful for my personal career. And so, uh, you know, of the 130, 40 followers I have on Twitter, the majority of them I think the majority of them are people who follow me back or, and or follow me just in general because we're forming some sort of mutually beneficial, positive, you know, typically businessy related relationship. And so there's, that's a tool there. And it gives me access to an entire pool of people that I would not have access to. And so, and that same kind of then applies for how I conduct myself in the various uh, online communities and groups and whatnot that I'm in. So that's like on the, input side and, or yeah. And then on the output side or the receiving side, I am really careful. I mute accounts all the time that even the accounts that I choose to follow, it's like, I want to be known to follow them, but they're making too much noise. I mute them. They're saying stuff that I think is dumb. I mute or unfollow them so that my feed and my input, especially on Twitter is curated so that I'm not just on the receiving end of the just non you know 99% garbage that's on out there and you know it might not even just be garbage because i mean a lot of it is because it's perverse or dumb or something but even it's just like nonsense you know illogical it's stupid you know it's like there's not you know i'm stupid enough without needing you know uh, encouragement so and then instagram same thing i mute accounts all the time that i follow it's because i want to be supportive but i don't have time to watch your 150 stories each day uh or I don't really personally relate to or care about your content, but I want to support you in your pursuit of it and your development of it. Uh, and so I mute, you know, which isn't super helpful because I'm not, you know, liking things and driving the algorithm for them. But at the very least, I'm a follower. And if they, you know, see me following them, they can be like, oh, Britain supports me, you know, to a certain extent. Or whatever. So that's kind of the, the overall tactic and feel to something. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't ever do it. I'm just saying that, and I might, and maybe I will in the future, but at this point right now, 
I think that part of the reason that I choose not to is because it's, uh, well, I mean, it's tempting to do because it's easy, because it would be easy for me to get online and to, you know, to rip on movies I think are ridiculous and that everyone loves and gives high ratings. <clears throat> so it'd be easy for me to do that. Um, it would be easy for me to rip on politicians and politics and all of the goofy actors um, and all the dumb things people say. Um, and it would be easy for me to generate a lot of content like that. It would be, um, and that's, I mean, that's content that I like to absorb um, in, in, from certain, <laughs> certain outlets, right? Um, but it doesn't, it wouldn't really challenge me in any way, I don't think. And so I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to pursue it for that reason. I would rather do something like Chosen. Um, which is completely different from having an online personality and persona, but I would look at both of them as business decisions because I wouldn't get online. Aside from this, I, if I were to do, if I were to create an online uh, persona, then it would be to generate a following, to generate income, to have a business. And so I look at the two and I think, which one's gonna challenge me more? Which one is gonna give me which one's going to develop me as a person and which one is going to, you know, force me to strategize and grow and learn versus me, you know, do I have the money to go buy a nice camera and a nice setup and a nice mic and to, to just start talking into it about things that, um, about opinions that I've recycled a million times that I understand. Um, yeah, it would be easy. It would be easy for me to do that, but there are plenty of other people doing that. I want to do something that's, uh, bigger and just better for me as a person. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, oh, it makes sense. Makes sense for sure. Well, and I think there's also an element where, depending on where life takes you, <clears throat> it makes sense to get online because those are the sorts of people you're starting to do business with or whatever. Mm -hmm. Versus, yeah. you know, to date, right? You're work and your relationships and everything have all been relatively local to where you live versus you know it's like hey i moved across the country right so like already it's like all right what's the interaction with even just family members and friends and then go to college it's like oh you gotta be i mean i avoided uh it's facebook for instance forever in college um and i got instagram i think at the time because it was pretty easy and chill now it's kind of horrific that algorithm sucks but um and then uh you know and then i started getting on twitter because that started to be interactions with people that were saying things that i wanted part of a conversation that i wanted to be a part of etc and so that's you know i don't think i had any social media when i was your age and even a little bit older for instance so yeah yeah so there may be a time and a place for it and there may be a context for it yeah um and you know if someone got on our podcast at some point right <laughs> who knows when and asked a question about a movie or about a politician like yeah if i have an opinion about it and i think it's a well-developed opinion then yeah i'm gonna be honest and share it but i'm not trying that's not i'm not trying for that i'm not trying to to generate that interaction um i'm just here yeah. you know so yep so if it happens naturally then great yeah 
but if, if not, then I'm not going to pursue it. Not right now anyways. Yeah. Okay. One of the other things that I've been thinking about is what would you say is the biggest and or are the biggest contributors to your, uh, your finding success to date in life? And I'm talking like more business career sort of thoughts, sure. not necessarily yeah. personal growth or whatever. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, I think that it started with the way that our parents raised me. And it started with uh, having a good work ethic working until the job is done. And then after that, I think came problem solving, learning how to strategize on a job and uh, work hard efficiently. Uh, and then as you get older, you start working for other people uh, that maybe your parents know or um, just, landscaping, weeding, cleaning windows, it could be anything. And then you develop a reputation with every single job that you do as small as small as it may be for being honest and worth the money that you're getting paid and reliable. And then as that network grows, by the time you get to young adult, then you are, or at least I was, I keep saying you, but I guess I'm just talking personally, then I was at a, a position where uh, I had as many references as I wanted. Um, so I got, a, I got hired as, in a full-time position and I was the best at that full-time position than anyone before me, uh, which then curated the next the next job opportunity for me. So, I mean, I think it just starts, for me, it just started at that young age and having that ethic and then having that reputation. Um, and then and then the networking follows. That's so, what, well, that was my personal experience looking back. Yeah. Um, so then uh, what would his, you say to the person, sorry to interrupt, um, finish your thought. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, perhaps there was a certain degree of luck I, I mean, I say luck, but um, blessing. Yeah, blessing, for sure. Yeah, because I don't look at what I've done. And I'm like, oh, this is something I did. No, I look at what has been provided to me because of my belief in God, and I believe that He has blessed me, and that I have a responsibility to do something with the blessings that He has given me. Um, so, anyway. Yep. Okay. So then, but. Taking that then, what would you say to the person who, the young, young guy who's 15, 16, 17, 18, right, right in there, what would you say to him if he's staring at his life, he's sitting there and he's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what the next step is for me. I don't know how to, what would you say to him as like the, how to figure that out? how to, you know, how to, yeah, how to figure that out. 
Well, I think that first and foremost, it is vitally important that regardless of how you feel about your current situation, that you are waking up every day and you are working, whether you enjoy your job or not. And that was certainly the case for me. But even though I felt directionless when I was working in construction, I felt directionless. I did not necessarily have a purpose. Um, I was flatlining and it was for a short period of time granted, but I obviously I still experienced those emotions. Um, but I was still grateful for the job I had. It was still a good job. I woke up every morning. I was on time. I did my job well. And uh, I didn't know what was in the future. For all I know, I could have done that job for two to five years before something else came along. So I think just first of all, you have to, doesn't matter how you feel, you, have to, you just have to get up and you have to go to work every day. Um, and you have to do your job. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to remind myself of when I was, you know, outside in 100 degree weather or underneath houses crawling around in dirt, getting installation in my face and um, sweating uh, intensely. So uh, I had to just remind myself that, well, I'm working, I'm getting paid. This is a good job. Um, you know, I've got, I've got to do this if I want to. I can't just quit, right? So I have to do this if I want to get to the next level. Whatever that, I didn't even know what that level was, but I knew that I'm not going to stop doing this, right? This is where I'm at. This is what I have to do. This is my mission. I may not enjoy it, but it needs to be completed. So, I, I mean, from my personal experience, that's where I would start. And then I think you have to identify something outside of whatever situation you may be in that's unpleasant, and then you have to dedicate yourself to it. Um, so whether that's setting money aside to start your own business or whether that's going to school or I don't, you have to have some sort of outs, you have to have, you have some sort of outside, um, outside mission that's motivating you, um, something that you are passionate about, that you are working towards, that you're investing in, um, that you do enjoy doing. Um, so you have to be faithful and dedicated with what you have. And then you have to, if you're not happy with it, I mean, you have to, you have to find something that, that you want to pursue. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, I once had somebody, an older dude, we were talking about working out or something like that. And he's like, Oh, you're blonde or something. I think he said you're blonde. Yeah. Oh, you're blonde. You must not sweat very much. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know how that would, how he thought that was a thing. And I was like, no, nah, I sweat. <laughs> it's not as weird. You're blonde too. And you're talking about sweating, working. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, anyway. So, okay. I like all of that. What would you say to the person or what are your thoughts relative to like the dude who doesn't have a job yet or is trying to figure out you know, what that job should be or anything along those lines, what would you say relative to that person? Right. Cause you're, t I feel like you started talking from the standpoint of having a job yeah. and working. What would you say to the person who's like prior to that step? Cause I feel like they might, you know, hear your story and be like, well, okay. Why did Revere start the construction job if he didn't like it, you know, or right. whatever, I'm just making that up. Or why would I start a job that I knew was going to, which I don't know was really your case, but why would I start a job that I know I'm not going to like? 
or potentially very likely not going to like or whatever? Well, in my situation before I started working, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't have a path forwards and I didn't have a direction. So I wasn't going to college. I wasn't studying for four years. I was graduated from high school and I needed to move out. I needed to be on my own. And I think you should do that at a young age. So I don't think you should stay at your parents' house. Um, now, I, you know, I moved out and, but I mean, I also, I also worked a while while I was at my parents' house. So there is that, right? So there's something to be said, right? If you're being productive and you're, you're working, right? I'm not, I'm not saying you have to move out as soon as you turn 18. Um, but in my specific situation, before I started working, um, I needed a job and I didn't know what I wanted to do. There was a potential for that construction job to lead to becoming a superintendent, to further schooling and getting into construction at a higher level than just being a, one of the contractors or one of the superintendent's assistants. So there was an opportunity for upward growth, which I saw. And so I said, well, if I start at this bottom level at this young age in three to four years, if I want to, I can reach that higher level in management and I can be making over a hundred grand a year. So that's, that was my mentality when I started that job. So I saw, I saw the future. Um, I just didn't know. I didn't know necessarily that I wanted to do that, but I saw that potential. Um, and I knew that I needed to start working. So I think that if you are in that situation where you haven't started or you're looking, I think that you need to find something and then buckle down and do it uh, for a year or two until you have figured out what you want to pursue for the long term. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and you may be limited in your choice. Like you may have to work a job that you don't want to work. I, I mean, I know someone that, you know, well, I guess someone we both know, but, um, but I think, um, you know, they, uh, you, I don't know, I don't know how much, you know, it depends on the situation, but it, to a certain extent, you can't pick and choose between, you know, work. If the work is there, then, I mean, you kind of just, you should just do it. Don't, don't look around for that idea. I mean, in some cases, people, you know, people find exactly what they want to do right away. But if you're not one of those people, then find something that's going to pay you well and do that thing until you have, you know, wealth and time to invest in what you really want to do or until you figure out what you actually want to pursue. Yeah. Yep. So that's exactly the thought that the contemplation that I, that I had because I think the, you're not, I don't think you're going to figure it out by doing nothing. And so I think you have to be doing something both because like you said, it set you up for opportunity growth, gave you references, blah, blah, blah. But also because I don't think you're going to find that thing or figure it out or give yourself the opportunity to figure out if you're not learning, if you're not doing. And so I think that that's the thing that I would say is even if you know you're not going to enjoy it, go do it for the sake of learning more about how to work hard or how to work differently, how to solve problems, how to solve different problems, how to think about work, what you do and don't enjoy about this particular job. Because maybe there's elements from 
working or from your exposure even within construction that you can now apply to, oh, this is a management thing that I do like. This is a management thing that I don't like. This is an attitude thing that I do like. This is another thing that I don't like, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you can start to learn from that context, even if the job in and of itself is not something that you know you would want to do. So I think that you get exposed and you learn a lot from the action of doing that just, you know, it's not going to happen until you start doing, uh, even if you're doing something you enjoy. So I think that that's, uh, cause I think, yeah, I do think that there's this false characterization of, Oh, find what you love and you're off to the races. And it's like, okay, but you know, what do you do if you haven't found what you love, which is 80, 90 plus percent of people. Right. And the answer to that is you do. And that might be, um, you know, that might be working in construction, you know, crawling around in the dirt. It might be, um, you know, working in event business. It might mean washing windows. It might mean whatever. But the important thing is to be doing and learning from that experience, because if you're, you're not really just, you're just straight up not going to learn much from your inaction and from your contemplation. Even if you were seriously, you know, contemplating that inaction, you're just not going to learn much. So I think that's the, that's what I would highlight. All right. Well, and your action has a net effect if you, right. And I mean, it can't just be action. It has to be good action. So uh, if you're not, if you're not working hard, if you're not working well, if you're not doing your job properly, that is going to have a bad net reaction on the future opportunities that you may have. But like, and in my case, it happened to be, abnormally accelerated but still you know you start out and you at a young age and oh you can weed you know and you have every single last weed out of there perfect you can wash my windows great you can run a tractor um and not break anything and get all the rocks off my property okay cool you can start working in construction underneath of a super uh you know under a superintendent and do what he tells you to do and you can start learning how houses are built and you can start doing start taking headaches away from the superintendent and do things to be reliable and do things for him and you can start looking at blueprints and you know the superintendent knows if he tells you to check a house out that when you come back and tell him it's clean and ready for a walkthrough that um that he doesn't have to worry about it or that you find things that are going to be problems and things that he can doesn't have to look for um, because you found them, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, all oh, the superintendent trusts you to when he leaves the job site and then you're, you're the one that's in, you know, there for the day and they know that you're going to run things well. I go, oh, well, then you clearly can manage um, and you can have responsibility in that realm. So anyway, those are, that's sort of like the, idea behind taking good action is it does have a net effect you will learn new skills and with those new skills uh you will it will open you up to more opportunities more responsibility um and uh it's valued uh in career world so totally yep a hundred percent hundred percent yep i a hundred percent agree really good thoughts I feel like that's a good uh, good place to wrap up. Any other existential thoughts? No. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. Call of the man. At some point, we'll actually start advertising this thing. 
once uh, I have money to pay for clips and all that jazz, uh, Lord willing. <laughs> and uh, until then, we're going to keep rocking. I, I don't even know how many listens we get. I need to look. It's, I mean, it's probably like two, but you know, you and me, but, <laughs> um, but this is fun, man. Week 13. This is the, this is the most consistent I've been on anything in a very, very long time beyond waking up and going to bed. So <laughs> this, is, consistency uh, this is awesome. Is where it starts. Yeah. I love it. Well, and either way, it's like, we'll have a repository for our, uh, for ourselves when we're old and decrepit and be like, nah, don't talk to me, grandchildren. You can just go, uh, just go listen to yeah. this podcast. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, everybody take care. Hope you have an awesome, uh, awesome rest of your week.